familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. As breastfeeding and pumping moms, our babies choose when it's time to feed, not us. And let's face it, it's not always convenient, but having the right clothing always helps. So what should you consider when looking for clothes designed for breastfeeding and pumping moms? What options are out there and how can the right clothing help you accomplish your personal feeding goals? We're the Boob Group. I use a breast pump. I hand express milk for my baby. I exclusively breastfeed. I use a nipple shield. I breastfed after a C-section. I use a milk bank. I breastfeed in public whenever I feel like it. I pump at work. I breastfeed with a cover. I breastfeed twins. I give my baby bottles. I made my own supplemental nursing system. I supplement with formula. I talk to my baby while I breastfeed. I'm breastfeeding as a survivor of sexual abuse. When I have extra milk, I share it with other moms. We are equal. We are the Boob Group. Welcome to the Boob Group. We're here to support all moms wanting to provide breast milk to their babies. I'm your host, Priya Namard. I'm also the founder of the Moms Pump Here Nursery Locator app, which helps moms all over the world find great places to pump and breastfeed their babies. Looking for a specific episode or topic? Be sure to visit the episode guide on our website at newmommymedia.com to see a complete list or use the search bar and search for keywords. If you don't see what you're looking for, send us an email and our producers will see if it's a good fit for a future episode. Let's meet the mom is joining our conversation today. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. I'll start things off. So I'm Sunny. Everybody, you know me, and I'm producing today's show. I have four kids of my own. My oldest is a boy. He is six. I have a four-year-old boy, and then I have twin girls who are almost three. I used to say two and a half, and now they're kind of on the up part of that, the higher end of that. So I'm just going to say almost three. And, you know, as far as my breastfeeding and pumping journey, I, I breastfed and and pretty much pumped for all of my kids. Um, my girls are definitely weaning. We're at the point now where my one twin um, is, I don't know, she's pretty much done. The second twin just likes to check in with me every now and again to make sure there's milk, but I don't really know if I would classify her as a breastfeeding child. <laughs> she just likes to like latch on every few days to see if there's milk. If there is, and there always has been, she's happy and she walks away. So I don't know. I kind of feel like a drinking fountain right now. I'm, I don't really know. <laughs> It's it's kind of strange, um, but I still think I fall. I'm still lactating. Let's put it that way. I don't, am, am I truly a breastfeeding mom now? I'm not sure. I'm lactating. Um, so <laughs> whenever she's done checking me, I'm sure my body will be like, yeah, okay, we're we're gonna move on from here. <laughs> and those are my last babies, so we're kind of at the tail end of things. My name is Amanda Hull. Um, I'm co-owner with Ruman and Nursing Wear. I'm also a mama of three. My oldest stepson is 13. 
and my youngest is nine months. So we kind of have a huge range of personalities and experiences and demands going on in the house. Um, it's a little challenging at times, but it's a lot of fun too. Uh, the 13-year-old helps out a lot. I've done everything from exclusively pumping to exclusively nursing and a combo of everything in between. I am still nursing my nine-month-old. Uh, we were exclusively nursing up until about eight months and I had to get her to daycare. I work from home. My The company is um, a big focus of ours, obviously. it's I co-own it, so it it's, has a lot of demands on its own. And I, she just needed stimulation. So she would have loved to be attached to the boob all day. She still, when at home on the weekends, that's where she wants to be. Um, so she was not happy uh, going to daycare and transitioning. And we're actually transitioning to a sippy cup because she just does not want anything to do with that, that bottle. Um, she just wants mama. So that's, it, it makes me feel good. It makes me, you know, there's that bond. But then there's times where it's like, okay, kid, you know, you need to start <laughs> getting your own kind of independency a little bit. Not too much, but um, just a little bit because we all know that sometimes you feel a little touched out. And so, but yeah, that's that's us. That's kind of what we're going through right now. And it's going to change. It'll change and be different next month, I'm sure. But that's where we're at today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm Heather Shore. Um, I'm the designer and founder of Nourish Collection, which is a new women's wear brand. Um, we kind of saw a space in the market for breastfeeding and pumping moms wearing something stylish and something they could wear to work or an event. Um, and I, I discovered that by being one myself. So um, I'm, a, I'm a single mom as well. And um, I have a five-year-old who just started kindergarten. Big deal for her. Yay. So it's, it, that's exciting. Oh, okay. And I'm Priya Namard. I'm also your host. And as I mentioned, I'm also the uh, founder of Mom's Pump here. I'm also the mom of three. So I'm like the old lady on this call right now. <laughs> my oldest, my oldest is 14. My middle is now 12. And my youngest, Liam, is eight years old. And I breastfed all three of them. I pumped for all three of them. I had to <laughs> find out different methods for all three of them. But my youngest, Liam, I actually breastfed him for three years. And it was more of a situation of me not wanting to let go. And of course, you know, towards the end, he's a little bit older, you know, he started eating food and all that stuff. So it's it's been a while since I've pumped <laughs> and breastfed, but um, it's still fresh in my mind. And they're all, all three of them are strong as an ox. And, you know, I'm very proud of, of uh, the way they turned out um, from the breastfeeding. So thank you all for being here. Sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. 
Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. All right, so before we dive into our conversation today, we do have a news headline we're going to talk about. And this is actually a topic that Priya and I have been kind of bouncing around. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to do a whole episode about this because I find this fascinating. Um, And that has to do with women that are in the workforce that have jobs where it's practically impossible for them to get pumping breaks, but they're still committed to being a breastfeeding and pumping mom. And this article was actually in the New York Times, um, and it's about a pilot being a mom. And and one thing that she did recently really, you know, drew some attention from her male colleagues. So this had to do, um, she works for Delta Airlines, and apparently they had a union meeting fairly, fairly recently. When did this article come out? Oh, it came out. Uh, in August. So it came out at the end of the summer. So they had this union meeting. And I just I just want to read to you guys this, this paragraph because it sums it up so well. It says, standing before her male colleagues, the captain, the, the woman, unbuttoned her uniform, strapped a breast pump over the white undershirt she wore underneath, and began to demonstrate the apparatus, meaning the pump, right? She started pumping. As the machine made its typical chug, chug, chug noise, <laughs> attendees squirmed in their seats, looked at their feet, and shuffled papers. Love it. <laughs> right. And it goes on to, you know, say that, uh, you know, when it comes to the Affordable Care Act, pilots aren't covered under this. There are exemptions to the rule. And again, that's why we want to do this whole episode about it, because I find it uh, very interesting what's covered and what's not covered on this. But anyways, uh, she doesn't get a chance to do this a lot. She was at a union meeting. And you know what? She started to feel full. She started to pump. And I can only imagine the faces in the room. So ladies, what do you think about this, Priya? Well, I I wonder how many women were in the room. I'm sure I know it's a male dominated field, but right. um, I wonder how many women were sitting around. But I could just <laughs> I could just <laughs> see their faces contorting, like what is going on over right. there, <laughs> just turning their heads and not trying not to stare. So I can only imagine. And you know, you, you find that it's, it's so common with ma- male dominated fields. So yeah. more power to her for feeling that you know. I can do this. Who cares? Right? Who's sitting next to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amanda, what do you yep. think? I think it's awesome that she really brought it um, to her, like the moment. Because when there's talking about the conversation about moms and what they need and paid maternity leave, paid or unpaid, I think by actually hearing it, seeing it, understanding what all comes in to, um, needing to provide certain resources and things for mom. I think it was awesome because yeah, you, you get, okay, yeah, she needs to pump. But when, especially males, because they might not see that when they actually see what that entails, the time, everything, I think it really helped them understand really the needs um, of their employers when they're talking about the paid and or unpaid maternity leave. And hopefully that conversation started from, from her from her experience, sharing her experiences with them. Yeah, later on in the article, it actually says, um, it doesn't say she's part of this group, but I would imagine she probably is. If she wasn't before, she might be now. It says at Delta, a group of women pilots have banded together through a private Facebook group, and they're in the process of approaching their union with formal proposals for paid maternity leave. And apparently, that is just unheard of, you know, with the major airlines. Um, And the reason they want to, you know, to have this paid maternity leave is specifically because they want to be at home to breastfeed their babies. 
fees. And it also says that Frontier Airlines, that there are four female pilots that are suing the company for discrimination. And it's surrounding pregnancy and nursing. So they're definitely starting, you know, to take some action here. Heather, what do you think of the article? I'm really excited that that this is coming about, that people are talking about it. I think there is so much that um, people haven't seen. And that's what we talk about when we talk about normalizing. So Amanda, you're so right about just getting it visually in front of people. Because once we see it, we're such a visual learner society that we, we kind of get it at that point. You know, we're seeing a lot of things come about that there are pictures of moms getting discriminated against or audio, video. I think that we get to relate to that much more clearly than if we're just reading it. So I think it's, I think that's fantastic. Absolutely. And like I said, we really do want to do an episode on this, not just to talk about pilots, but there are a lot of other jobs out there that probably don't fall under the Affordable Care Act. And I don't know, I have to go back and like review the act and see exactly what it says. But as far as having, you know, required breaks and stuff for pumping or, or rooms for, you know, moms to be able to pump or, you know, breastfeed. I, I don't know if a lot of moms are taking their babies to work, but to be able to do what they need to do to continue breastfeeding when they're, you know, at home with their babies. There's a lot of jobs that aren't covered under that. And we don't necessarily think about about that. So anyways, I want to put a call out there to all of our listeners. If you know of someone that's in that kind of position, um, have them contact us through the contact link on our website at newmommymedia.com because we're looking for people to share those kind of stories and just kind of get the word out there about, you know, what's going on. You know, I do want to say before, before you wrap that up, the teachers are not included in that, in the act. So I would love to hear from teachers. Yeah, absolutely. Who experienced some, some feedback from that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today we're talking about clothes for breastfeeding and pumping moms. We have two mamas joining us today who also happen to design and manufacture this type of clothing. Amanda Hall is with Rumina Nursing Wear, which focuses on supportive nursing and pumping tanks and bras. And Heather Shore is with a nurse collection, which specializes in chic, everyday clothing for moms. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank Hi. you. Thanks for having us. So, okay, let's dive right in. So maternity clothes have been around for a while, but there seems to be more options now specifically for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Do you agree? And why do you think there's more demand now? I think I absolutely agree because we're acknowledging that postpartum really is a demanding time. We're finally acknowledging that, right, as a society. <laughs> so there are, we're, but we're also challenged with our identities, you know, after that time. So I think that as moms are looking to kind of fulfill a new role and kind of uncharted territory, her clothing is then a tool and kind of to maintain a sense of self. And I think that's really important. It's something, you know, emotionally that we don't think about for, with regard to clothing. That's very yeah. true. Very true. Our body image, you know, changes so drastically afterwards we have, after we have babies. I agree. And I'll, um, I think generationally we've changed too, because think about it, our grandmothers and prior generations, they wouldn't even allow men in the the hospital room and they were giving birth or the woman stayed at home for weeks after not being out and about. So I think generationally we've changed and 
that's providing new demands. Moms want new things because like Heather said, we're kind of getting into this new era of that, um, celebrating our postpartum bodies and our, that fourth trimester and really trying to encourage each other to um, love our bodies at any time, but especially after postpartum. Great point. Now, I think it's very interesting. You bring up the generational aspect. You know, I don't, uh, you, you rarely hear about people talking about the generation aspect. And I guess that sort of ties into our, our next question, which is about uh, trending, you know, things that are trending for women after they have babies and how specific that is to the generations um, that they come from. So have you, have you both noticed specific trends um, since launching your companies? Amanda, um, have you noticed? <laughs> uh, no, no. I'm, just, I'm so curious about this as well. Um, but what I've noticed is that there are more moms who have versatile needs. So where it used to be, she works in an office, so she needs to dress like this, or she stays home with children, so she needs to dress like that. It's really different now. And moms really are seeking out fashion regardless of what they're working on. They're seeking out versatility, you know, regardless of, uh, of their work, you know, and where they are. I, I agree completely, um, especially kind of going and imagining it from... Um, the Nourish perspective, the Nourish collection, how since moms are going back to work, again, not being at home, not doing the stay at home, which they did in the 40s and 50s, but going back to work and needing that range from professional attire to just out and about. Rumina's seen a trend and change. One, because the hands-free pumping bra that uh, existed for 15 years prior to a lot of designs recently was the easy expression. It was that, uh, that band, the bustier essentially. And that was around for 15 years and nothing really was developed past that point. And a lot of brands that you purchase still, still use that same concept and design. So Rumina, when we're looking at what needed to change or what needed to develop for our hands-free pumping um, and nursing is really that, again, what can be layered underneath for that active mom, for that professional mom going back to work, for maybe that mom going back to school, something that would make her life easier and something she felt comfortable in because rarely do we want to go undress, sit there, strap on that bustier, maybe feeling like my belly's hanging out. Great. I'm excited. And, um, and then get dressed, get dressed again, go back out there and work, do it all over again. Nobody really wants to, to spend a lot of that time. So I think moms are demanding faster, easier approaches to hands-free pumping and nursing. So so it sounds like there's a lot of like concentration on like the staples, like the, the, the things that moms consistently request or need in terms of fashion trends. Now, how closely do you, do you guys follow fashion trends? So just because we're a women's wear brand and we're a, a trend forward women's wear brand, that's my background. So I, I, that's kind of my nature. I have to see what trends are doing. And, you know, I, I watch the runway shows just like everybody else in the apparel industry and that's, I think, what is has been missing from some of the industry thus far. We've had some great brands that have brought, you know, fashion, early fashion, but there hasn't been a ton. There just hasn't been a lot of variety. So one thing that I noticed when I became a mom was 
you know, going back and presenting trends to corporate buyers was I needed to dress the part. I needed to be, you know, I needed to show that I knew what I was talking about. And I couldn't do that with a t-shirt with a slit across the stomach. So I had to <laughs> look for garments and I've absolutely used products that, that Rumina makes, but you know, in, in presentation, you need to be trend. Uh, at least I did. I needed to, to at least acknowledge that I knew what trends were, were like. So um, what was out there and it's important because as we, as we kind of said earlier, this generation doesn't have just a standard dress code, right? We have options now, and we also have a ton of demands. So marrying those demands with our sense of self, with, with our sense of expression, you know, how feminine um, we want to feel or how, how bold we want to feel, those things are important. And I think, you know, that's what I'm trying to achieve with Nourish. Yeah, I th- I'll, looking at your line, you have some beautiful, beautiful clothes. There's a dress there that I was like, oh, I wish that I did something <laughs> to be able to dress like that. Because I think pretty, pretty um, regularly, I need a fashion help. I need that fashion rescue because I, I'm not fashionable at all. And uh, for Rumina's standpoint, since we do bras and tank tops, I don't really look too much at the trends like Heather does just because we're more foundational. I kind of actually go back and look at what moms wear pre-pregnancy and pre-baby because we kind of, a lot of moms struggle with their bodies afterwards or struggle with a little bit of uh, change and differences. So they're used to wearing the pretty bras. Um, They have that particular brand that they love. And maybe it's because of the support or maybe it's because of the lace or maybe it's the design. And when you go, you have baby and now you're going into this world of nursing bras and especially pumping bras, there's very little beauty in pumping bras sometimes. And so we really try to look at how can we create that bra that mom's were used to prior to baby and offers them all the stuff that that bra did that support maybe how it's a little bit of it's a little sexy how it's maybe a little bit padded whatever that means maybe they love the seamless bra we really try to see what we could bring into our products that reminds mom gets mom's back a little bit more to what she new prior to baby. So what do you think are the most popular or your biggest sellers? It's actually very seasonal for us because we have tank tops. So in the summer, we see our tank tops go start being in demand a lot more. And then during the winter, we see our bra collection tend to get more more sales and stuff because of their layering now. Uh, So it's more seasonal for us. But if I had to pick my favorite, it'd definitely be a tank top. I think most most nursing moms can uh, either a tank top or a cami. That was their their lifeline. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and certainly was mine. You can't, you really can't live without. You can't do what you need to do as a nursing mom without without one of those basics. So, for us though, with the nurse nourish collection, um, we're just launching now. So we have, but but our best sellers are. Um, called Ray and Shelly, and those are named after I, everything that um, we have, all the styles we have are named after either a mom that has inspired me personally in my life um, or 
someone that I have admired from afar that has really made inroads in um, normalizing breastfeeding. So, oh, wow, that's interesting. Um, yeah, and, I, and we're going to feature stories on them um, within the blog. So I just haven't gotten to that quite yet, but uh, they're just fantastic <laughs> so women. So much to do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. As a as a as a business owner, right? So this is kind of funny. I wrote down in a description actually what Ray is because she's beautiful. You can see her online, but the description is a little long. Ray is actually a two tier modern high low fit and flare tunic, which is much easier to see than it is to hear. But it's perfect over leggings. I designed it to go over denim. So it's really easy to wear. You don't have to think about it. It's a three quarter sleeve right now. We'll do it in various sleeve um, lengths as time goes on. But the kind of fun feature about it is that the two tiers in front, the top tier comes up and then you're able to pump or breastfeed with a dropped shoulder exposure. So it's really easy to use. It looks flattering on everyone, which is great. Right now we have it. That's a huge colors. plus. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll do it in print. We'll, we'll get printed versions of it when we can figure out a sustainable way to do that. So uh, a um, ethical, um, local way to do that. So, And then our Shelly is a swingy maxi dress, which I love. It's pretty generous. The sweep is pretty generous. And a sweep means just the skirt um, width. We have a patent pending access method with that with that piece. And then also pockets, which when we talk to customers, everybody loves the pockets. I love a pocket. Everybody loves the pockets. So we're putting pockets in more of our garments. <laughs> that's the one I think I saw that I was like, oh, that's beautiful. Yay. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. So when we come back, we'll learn more about how these moms design their clothes specifically for breastfeeding and pumping moms. What is the process? We'll be right back. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back. Today we're talking about clothes designed for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Heather Shore and Amanda Hall know what it's like to create these clothes from scratch. So, ladies, where do you get your inspiration for creating your new clothes? I observe trends really closely, but it always comes down to what detail or silhouette or feature is gelling with me as a great piece. Because I'm always thinking about, okay, what am I inspired by? And is that translatable? Is that something that moms would want to wear? Is it versatile enough to kind of fit their needs right now in a transitional time? And is it adorable? <laughs> is it is it something that they would be excited about? So I shop and I pay attention to what women find, um, you know, interesting and compelling. I have conversations, a lot of conversations and, and a lot of observations as well. So I do also create trend boards. And so I create them by going on Pinterest, going on um, designer sites, and just kind of looking at what, what is interesting to me. And then I create this kind of mosaic of inspiration. So I think actually that's what Pinterest kind of is, is if you create it that way. So I know that it's, um, it was fun for me. I probably spent, I don't know, hours on it when I was um, on maternity leave. But it helped me kind of refine my um, aesthetic. So I, I find inspiration constantly. 
Okay. So how do you go from an idea to being available for purchase? So you're in idea generation mode. You're thinking about what you're going to create, what's trending now. You're putting things together on the Pinterest board. So how do you go from that to creating something for purchase? Well, we listen to a lot of what moms are asking for and needs. And when we get an idea of, okay, this is what we're hearing moms want. We know there's not a lot of uh, uh, products out there that fit that that fit that need. We try to create the solution by first, really, my sister started sketching out the design. It took about three years, I think, from our first product to actual first production run. Um, In between, when we get an idea, we have to do a lot of prototyping because we always use our foundational, unique, hands-free pumping design. So we have a no-hole hands-free pumping design that we we use and we have to figure out how all the products mold around that. So uh, we do a lot of prototypes. The first year again was three years. Now that we have our foundation of our hands-free pumping, we tend to go about a year, year and a half of just prototyping. And then we do a small production run with a factory to see how it's gonna be factory made. And we get a lot of feedback on that, as much feedback as we can get, because we want to get all the kinks worked out before we do this large factory production run, which could be 60,000 garments, you know, something like that. You don't want, you don't want to find out about a flaw uh, after you've produced all of that. So, and, and so we try to really work out that kink. So it takes about a, about a year and a half, I would say about a year and a half to two years to go from idea and concept to our first big production run. And I'm sure that takes a lot of patience too, because I'm I'm sure you're excited about it. You just want to launch it. It's an emotional roller coaster. I bet. So what what happens to the styles that you don't complete? Do they just, you know, go somewhere? (laughs) Do you just keep them to the side for the future? Or what do you usually do with those um, that styles that don't make it to to the consumers? Well, for Rumina, uh, we've had a couple that we've just had to put on the back burner. It's one because fitting women's bus size and band size is extremely hard, extremely hard. And so sometimes we take on a little bit more, like one is our full figure bra, We've been working on that now since 2014, and we still have yet to push that to production, mainly because it's a complex piece bra. When you're talking about fitting a GHI cup in all sizes from 36 to 46, 48, it takes a lot. So it's not that items never get completed. It's just that Sometimes we need to take a break to be able to come back and see, see the pattern in a different way to, to create those solutions mommers, moms are asking for. So sometimes it just takes a little bit. We're still working on it. We're still hoping that early 2017 is going to be the year for the full figure bra. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> <clears throat> So how do you ladies typically get feedback on your new items? Um, I know, you know, usually, you know, businesses, they'll have case studies or do a special, you know, um, survey or something with moms. Um, how do you guys get feedback? 
So um, we do a lot of testing and asking customers to give us feedback based on those, test, those tests. Um, and I think I regard those as the most important thing I do is, you know, listen to moms. I think the feedback that we get, we, we can incorporate because I think our job is twofold. It's to listen to what moms need and also introduce things that they didn't know were possible, right? So um, I think that, you know, as a fashion brand uh, and as a brand that's committed to being very, very functional, we ask we, we couldn't do what we do without asking questions all the time. So we ask people on social media and we ask local moms who help out a ton. We're based in Minneapolis and just really rely on those, those opinions. And those are absolutely interjected into what gets developed next. Awesome. So I guess that brings me to our last question here for the segment. How much of the previous customer's input is considered for what you create? You've kind of touched upon that already. So how- how much of their input is important in terms of what you're producing and having the works? I think from Amanda's point earlier, actually, we are starting to create a plus size, um, just a one extra. Um, we go offer extra small through extra large right now. We're working on an XXL. We've already had it graded out. So we'll be able to offer that. My hope is by next year. But those are the kinds of things that we get feedback on. And they're implemented, you know, I, I obviously as lead have to prioritize, you know, what, what gets put in, what's kind of anecdotal feedback or what's really a trend in the feedback. So I take that really seriously. Um, I'm very grateful for it and, you know, we're, we're definitely reacting to it. So how much input do um, customers have a ton (laughs) as well? They should, right? Well, yeah, they definitely I agree. Um, Rumina, when customers email us either direct or on Amazon and they have feedback, they'll most likely talk to me. Sometimes they'll talk to my sister, Dawn, the the founder and CEO, but we really ask them to give us as much feedback as possible because I hope they don't, I hope customers don't just say, oh, when they read it and say your feedback is valuable, I hope they don't just kind of blow that off. as yeah, 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 this is another company saying it. But we really, really do hear and read every single thing that they're saying. Because if we start hearing maybe a common denominator there or a common need that one of our products or maybe a mom is not getting out there in other brands and other products, we really, really uh, value that. And we really add that into looking at our current and existing line, if we need to make any tweaks or any adjustments. Like um, an example, we've had the classic bra for, I think, three years now. And it's always been a pullover bra. And we kept hearing that moms, it wasn't any different than some of our other bras, that there wasn't a lot of um, sizing options for the bra. Like if it's a little too small, it was going to be a little too small. Or if it's a little too big, that's it. But, uh, and we started hearing these common denominators. And so Don and I really looked at, okay, how can we fix this problem and solution? And in 2017, we're going to roll the classic bra out. We're going to redesign the pattern a little bit to make it so it's a closed back uh, bra. And with, um, I think it's still going to be pullover. We're still in discussion. It might be a drop down nursing clasp. 
but it's going to allow for moms to be able to tighten up that band size if a little bit, if it's just a little too loose or to let it out a little bit if it's a little too snug to allow for that range and body type. And so again, that came back directly from listening to moms, how the bra maybe needed to be tweaked to be able to fit a lot more body uh, types and styles. So again, feedback, we really don't, it's not just uh, a mouthpiece from a company when we say we value your feedback. It really is um, important to our existing line and our future lines. So thank you so much to everyone for being part of today's show. If you're a member of the Boob Group, then be sure to check out the bonus content for this episode where we'll discuss how the internet has changed distribution for moms like Amanda and Heather who have launched their own business. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft. Made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hey, Boob Group. It's time for a fun segment we have on the show called Boob Oops. And this one comes from Andrea. And Andrea has a funny breastfeeding story she wants to share. She says, well, my little girl loves to have her nummies exposed. When she was 11 months, we flew out of state to attend my brother's wedding. It was our first evening there, and we were sitting in the hotel room. My parents had wandered around to check out the area. I was joined by my sister, niece, and grandmother in the room. My family is very pro-breastfeeding, so it didn't bother me too much when Celeste was pulling up my shirt to nurse the way she wanted to. Shortly, the door opened. I glanced over, and to my surprise, it was my brother's best man and another friend. I wasn't bothered by the breastfeeding until I glanced down and realized that Celeste was on the right and my left size F breast was completely uncovered. There were more than a couple blushing faces in the room. Oh boy, Andrea, I think we all have some of those crazy breastfeeding stories of, you know, when we're in dresses and stuff, we're trying to be as discreet as possible and people see stuff they're maybe not supposed to see. So (laughs) I totally get what you're going through. That's awesome. Thanks so much for sending it in. If you have a boob oops that you want to share with our audience, we would love to hear it. And we have a new way that you can submit for the segments on our show. All you have to do is go to our website at newmommymedia.com and there's going to be a gray banner on the side of the website says, send voicemail. And you can actually click that button in just a few quick steps. You can actually just talk through your computer. The message will go right to us and then we can use that information on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much. That wraps up our show for today. Thanks for listening to The Boo Group. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, Newbies for Newly Postpartum Moms, Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Toddlers, and Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples. This is the Boob Group where moms know breasts. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. 
While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.